everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Relationships. I am Julie Murphy, and I always say that we either work things out or we act it out, and we do it through our money, through our health, and through our relationships. And I'm the money chick, and Miss Rita here is our relationship expert. <laughs> and um, today it's about creating how do you have relationships and a life that you love? Because whatever you focus on is what you energize. And then that's what you create more of. And we don't realize that particularly when we're in relationships that don't really serve our heart and soul anymore. Right? Right. And it's about, what did you say? You said um, uh, you have relationships and a life that you love when the most important one is loving yourself. This is how you get there because your outside world reflects what's going on in the inside. Right. The, the biggest problem for um, for most women and, and men and kids and everybody is that our body has its own opinion. <laughs> it really does. Our body intelligence, for sure. Right. There's a weird sound on your end. Like a clicking. Yeah. Let me see if it's me. Yeah, I don't have any sounds going on on my end. Okay, but it's quite loud and it's quite, um, I don't know if anybody else can hear it. If yeah, it doesn't, I, I can't hear down. it. Hmm? I turned my volume down. Did that not help? That didn't help. Because the noise is loud. Because I don't know if anybody else can hear it. Because if they can, then it, it's not good because it's really loud. Hmm. Yeah, let me turn off my sound. Well, of course, if I turn off my sound, I won't hear it. <laughs> Can you guys give us any comments on whether or not my voice sounds weird on your guys' end? I would certainly appreciate that. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And if everything is a-okay, that would be awesome to tell us that, too. All right. Well, I guess we can keep talking and see if anyone comments on whether they can hear me or not. Because I don't want to sit here and not say anything. <laughs> right. Right. Try um, try muting yourself, and I'll see if I still hear it. Yes, I still hear it, hear even it. though you're muted. Mm -hmm. I can't hear you. Hmm. Can you hear me now? Does that help at all? I can. Let me hop off and come back on. Let me do that. Uh, sure, I'll stop. Okay, guys, just join us in a few minutes. We're gonna oh, stop the stopped. live stream. It just stopped. Oh, okay. 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 <sighs> Anyways, um, the problem is that our body has its own opinion about things. And so even if our mind says we wanna be peace and love and we wanna be nice to people and we wanna be objective and spiritual in nature, our body is screaming at us to do something. And it's, it makes us feel anxious and our mind races and our skin crawls and our back hurts and our arthritis flares up and we have panic attacks. And that's our body telling us that it's under stress. And as long as we keep telling our bodies that it's stupid and why are you doing this and what's wrong with you and I hate you and I wish you would stop, as we have a, an unloving relationship with ourselves then. Because we're treating our body, which is ourselves, as if it's the enemy. 
you have to be okay with who with how you're feeling and address it with compassion so when you're mm -hmm. angry the only answer as spiritual practices say is feeling a sense of love and surrounding yourself with love if you don't do that then you're going to stay in that pattern of stress because your body's hardwired to a certain level of stress and you have right. to take the reins back and say we're not doing this anymore i choose peace i choose love and even when we feel uncomfortable or anxious or like the smartest thing we can do is punch somebody in the face even when that is our driving motivation i'm scared mm -hmm. and I protect myself at all costs right we have to swoop in like a, a, our own guardian angel and say mm -hmm. it's okay you're right. having a hard time right now what would make you feel really good what would make you stop feeling so punished so you can relax and let go yeah it's so true you know i've watched it's funny you know with four children i see things um pop up in you know because now there's five of us that i'm watching right so it's really interesting i was explaining to one of my kids this week that he wound up with this stuff on his skin and I'm like, and we, if anyone has never um, looked at heal your body by, and heal your life by Louise Hay, it's an amazing book that really maps out extremely well that when you have physical things going on in your body, it tells you the emotional cause form. And I've used this as a resource book for clients for years. And whether it's cancer or belly fat or diabetes, like they've got the whole list of what is the emotional cause. Because remember, when we don't process our emotions, they crystallize inside of our body and then they form disease over time. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't realize. And our skin sags and our hair falls out and right and we look more unattractive and we grow old you know like the people that we pity losing our teeth and, you know but right dead if you choose not to feel those you know if, not to suppress them but if you choose to have compassion for when you're going right through the situation yep then your body's going to stay strong and it's going to be healthy but it's not as long as it thinks it's running away from a lion Yep. That's so true. And um, if you're really conscious to these things, it starts to actually flip the switch, right? Because you're starting to be aware that, oh, I got it. So my body is sending me messages, which says that, oh, I'm not fully operating from a place of my own self-love and self-care. That's what that's really telling you. So that if we pull it backwards and say, okay, so for us to actually have relationships and a life that we love, we have to not be having physical consequences of not actually super loving ourselves. Right. You have to come anybody else. Yeah. It's right. other, when people neglect their emotional body, it's like they're cutting off their arm. That's true. You know, because it's, it's your, your body is an important part of your intuitive self, an important part of your whole self. And it screams at you and it we ignore scream. it and we give it drugs <laughs> and we, and we obsess and we run marathons and you so know, trying to make our body feel better. Yep. But it doesn't feel good because 
we're not giving it the things that it needs, which is connection, interference, choice of thought. And that's really a big one because our, our, our hardwired patterns, you know, every time we think about things and you talked about this before we got on the call, you didn't want to give something any more energy. You didn't want to keep laying down these tracks of negativity. And so just like uh, building, you know, the railroad system across the country, you know, right. 1800s, you show right. up to work, you lay down the track of peace and love, you right. do the best you can, good day, bad day, and then you go home. But eventually you have a railroad system that crosses the country and you can get from here to, you know, New York. So true. A, you know, with sandwiches. Yep. And snacks. I mean, yep. so it's it feels like it's going to take for forever but it really doesn't it doesn't because it's layering right so it's the layering that so you pull one piece off and then you're like oh now let me go to a deeper level okay and that's to go to a deeper level okay and and here's the thing um if we don't accept whatever arises in our life then we suffer yes and so whatever occurs, accept it. Otherwise, then you're going to be shown, like you were saying to me earlier, that you're going to be shown the next layer of your own personal unpacking for it to come to a place of a deeper healing. You know, let's say you saw me on the street and I ran after you with my fist up. Yeah. And your body said, oh, my God what's happening here (laughs) and it goes into a contracted state right when we spend time in that contracted fear state for any reason we are not thinking clearly right we can't make good decisions all all you want to do is you're not you're not you know curiously asking why is rita coming after me looking like she's gonna you know rip my throat out (laughs) oh that's so curious you're saying oh my god she's gonna beat my head in with the baseball bat is you know what happened (laughs) but how do i stop her you know that's so true excited you know but now you're punching me in the face because you thought i was gonna punch you in the face and now i'm like wait i was just excited to see you i didn't want to punch you in the face right you know but you had to stop me you know, and it creates more problems. When we when we have emotions, it forces our body to react in ways that are mm. not ultimately good for us. They're good so for us out of the moment, but they're terrible for building a life that you want. You know, and so you you literally have to decide, I am not going there anymore. I am gonna trust in God. I'm gonna trust in the universe. I'm gonna trust in myself that I have the tools to make sure I'm okay. Well, and you have to realize that as you become more conscious to these things, you're going to lose tolerance for things that are not in alignment with that. Yes. It's amazing to me to watch how, as I witness and observe, which is that state of neutrality that you really want to get to, how you really don't get to this place of peace and calm until you can really let everything go and accept everything that comes up. Right. 
because, because otherwise it will. You're in a place of contraction. Right. And if you accept and relax what's happening, right, and see what's really happening, then you're in a place of receiving and openness. They're two way different energetic states, and one will kill you, and the other one will let you live a thousand years. Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, the body is designed to regenerate itself. I mean, it even has these great little stem cells, which are hidden until we do something like intermittent fasting. And when you do something like intermittent fasting, which is a body trigger to heal itself, what happens is these, uh, these stem cells in, in your body, they shed all the camouflage and all the covering that they had, making them look like everybody else. And they go in and they take your body back to its original you know, DNA imprint, not the degraded one where the telomeres on either side are, you know, worn out. And they actually go in and they fix your DNA. Mm. So there are physical triggers that keep your body regenerating itself. And as I said, right. fasting is, is one of them, but there's all sorts of things. You know, if we think of the science fiction movies, you know, a, a lot of times they're, I, I'm thinking of um, one where, they were in Egypt and there was this healing thing and they were spaceships and I don't remember what it was. Um, Stargate. It was Stargate. But there's, we're able to heal the body by working with its unconscious triggers because it triggers the body to heal itself. And we're knowing and understanding more and more about that. Right. So when you're in a place of fight or flight, your body's fighting itself turns into arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, skin conditions, headaches, whatever, eye degeneration, turns into that because your body is eating itself. It's fighting itself. So crazy. When you learn how to trigger yourself so that you stay in a relaxed, open state and any emotions that come up, they come up and then they go. Advanced meditators, it's not that they stop having feelings. Advanced meditators, it's that they have a feeling and then they let it go. You know, the Dalai Lama, you know, sob about the plight of his people and 15 Mm. minutes later be laughing about the beauty of the world. It's not about not having emotions. It's about not holding on to the emotions and staying present with what's happening. And when you're able to do that, when you've got the tools, when you've got the support, when you take good enough care of yourself that you're not constantly flipping into stress then your body's always regenerating itself. As you know, every seven years, everything in your body is is new. And it only looks the same because we kept behaving the same. But when you stop going down that same track and that same path, and you start building a new path, eventually, like with all of those, they grow over. The old ones, they get recycled. You don't go down that negative feeling path anymore. Now you're in the positive and right. you've got strong pathways for it. But you have to literally say, nope, we're moving it over here. It's like a switch on the train where it's rusted into place. You have to go in and clean it and oil it and move it and say, no, we're going over here. And, and that's like the neuro pathways that they talk about in our brain that they're the grooves that the more you repeat the patterns that you've done in life, the deeper the grooves and then the harder it is for them to go away. Yeah, right? but it's, it's, it's the stronger the emotional addiction we have to it, because it's not only a neural pathway, it's yeah. also your body releasing the chemicals of emotion. 
So every time you go down the left track, your body releases cortisol and adrenaline and you feel like your skin's crawling and you want to punch somebody in the face. But if you feel that way, so true. <laughs> take the switch and you say, I know absolutely true. Yeah, I know this sounds like the right thing to do. I am sure of it. <laughs> you've got a little, you know, um, a, a little post-it note on the wall that says it's not as serious as you think. Yeah. And, you, and you look at it and you say, wait, I put that there when I was sane, when I was not crazy, when I was in my right mind, when I was in flow, when I was thinking in my highest self. And it says to me right now, it's not as serious as you think. So I'm going to believe that. Right. And I'm going to go do something that makes me feel better. I'm not going to go down that path. And the cool thing is, is then your body doesn't create all that adrenaline and cortisol. Because right. every time you think the thought, your body pumps a little bit more, a little bit more of that juice into your system. We're adding right. it. So you're battling your physical addiction to your angry thoughts and feelings. And you have to be diligent. But if you are diligent, then the shifts come very quickly and it doesn't take long for you to like the Dalai Lama be directly, you know, tied into his, his people's pain and also see the beauty and the miraculous and the perfectness of everything that is. You're and then, so that's when we drill down to like creating a relationships and a life that you love, that it's coming off of that addiction, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and whatever the emotion is, whether it's <clears throat> sadness or anger or frustration, it's just a pattern. And it's yeah. a pattern that it's a limiting belief pattern yeah. that's hooked to an emotion yes. that then continues to play its way out yes. over and over and over again. And I've always said, like, um, it was funny in my journey post-divorce, I, uh, I had this um, experience of... I had this huge aha the one day where I was like, because once you're divorced, you don't necessarily uh, go into a relationship that's um, not similar to the one that you just left, right? Because you inherently haven't, you've changed some, but you haven't completely done a 180 yet because you have to build that muscle to continue to plug into the world being authentically you and for like if you've been married and then you get divorced and you've spent years not fully 100% authentically be yourself then what happens is is that you're still sending out a vibe if you will at a certain vibration because we're all energy and so that vibe going out there then attracts something that's slightly different but similar and I got really clear on this the one day where I was like, oh, got it. I either do my work in this one. So I, I could completely like not have this boyfriend and go to the next boyfriend and continue to do that pattern, like plugging in and out with different people. Or you could, which mind you, have the same behavioral patterns because they're linking up and connecting with you like a puzzle where the puzzle pieces just go together. And then, or you could just do the work with the one. And if it's supposed to, once you're done with all the lessons, because we call, I truly believe that we call people into our lives to help us evolve. And you either do the evolution with that person or you 
break it off and then you know you try to make it all about that person as opposed to the fact that you didn't do your work with that person i remember um when one of my spiritual teachers said to me well your marriage turned out the way that it did because of the fact that you weren't the leader you didn't stay in an empowered state and i remember sitting here going huh i now truly understand that because i truly understand how i didn't show up authentically i negotiated myself away because i was trying to hold the bucket for all kinds of things right and i just let that component be what it was and after 17 years i just let it like literally i didn't realize that like 30 percent of myself of how i was plugging into that part of my world was authentically not even close to being myself right and and if i would have stayed married well so so i started to wake up to that right so you start waking up to that that oh i'm creating a relationship and a life that i don't really love like whoa 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 and then i started to be authentic and start plugging into the world in an authentic manner and then that's when all the rocky waves started to come going because the other party may or may not be willing to then be authentic with you as well because if you're not showing up 100% authentic likely they're not 100% showing up authentic either and and it's not here's the piece it's not good or bad it just is right and i've now witnessed this with many many clients along the boat since i've been through this and it's like if we just keep going back to authentically be who you are in your heart no matter who it disappoints or what nervousness you get in trying to communicate that but just be like i i, I just taught um one of my kids the other day i said you know if you know it's going to hurt somebody's feelings just and you know it's not going to come out perfect just say you know what i know i'm not going to say this exactly perfectly but i'm going to do my best and then say it because it kind of takes the edge off and that's you trying to build that muscle to be authentic in your communication and <clears throat> what happens is is in this process you actually then start to create the relationships and the life that you love because you're loving yourself the most by actually tuning into your own heart and communicating and being and doing from that place in the world as opposed to showing up in the world and how everybody else wants you to show up instead of because people would love for us to keep showing up the way that we are because that works out damn well for them but is it working out damn well for you that's the question and right. we often don't think of ourselves when we're in that process like particularly us women like we so easily negotiate that away it's really fascinating to me that you know we just don't own our power now i can translate that into the money world super easy you just look at it from an employer standpoint men walk into their employers all the time and say i deserve this amount of money this amount or i'm out of here and they really actually don't have any wiggle room on that and they could care less women always always on the financial front go into their employers and go yeah i've done all these things and gosh it would be really nice if i could get some more money but they don't have the number of the money that they want or they're not willing to speak the number that they want because they're just happy to be at the table and just happy to have a job and happy to just keep doing their work in the world because it makes them happy you know but we're forgetting the most financial self-loving thing and that's asking for what you're worth and then deciding because then you're coming to the table being empowered and authentic now the employer could still say no just like a parent could still say no to their children 
But if you showed up and stepped into it, you know, and this is no different from our jobs to our relationships, to our family and our kids, it, it, it ripples across the board. This is where you got to build that muscle of how to really be authentic and stay in that empowered state. And, you know, I, I, I had a conversation with someone recently about, you know, what if they force our kids to get the vaccine inside schools? And I said, well, then it's our menu option to, so we just reevaluate. How do you make that decision, you know, from an empowered place? Because, you know, if you see what's going on in Australia, they're forcing all the school kids to get the shots. Like they just lined them up in school and gave them shots. And good or bad or indifferent, I don't really want to get into that debate. But what I'm saying is, why is it that we can't stay in an empowered state and say, okay, here's my menu of choices now. So if my kids stay at this school and these are now the new set of rules, do I resonate with that or do I not resonate with that? And then just make a decision and a choice of how you want to step forward in whatever that is. Right. And that would be wonderful if we could stay in that objective empowered state. Fair the enough. problem is our bodies are stronger than our minds many times. And they repeat the patterns. Right. What we think about, what we obsess about is what we're going to continue to create. And our bodies are freaking out. And yeah. instead, we think we're communicating. I learned something about communication. People read your energy more than they read your words. Mm, and so beautiful. it doesn't matter if you say everything right. It doesn't matter if you've got the perfect words, if you're justified and innocent and in how you, none of that matters. What matters is how you feel inside of yourself. And mm. when you feel good inside of yourself, then when you interact with someone, you're holding that space and a different reality has space to be created. You know, they say in quantum physics that when you're not looking at it, it's a wave. When you're looking at it, it's a reality. You know, it's something right. that's actually happening. And so when we're choosing to look at something and think Rita's going to attack me on the street, we're creating the reality because you punched me in the face and now I'm so excited and overstimulated that I knee you in the groin. You know, and now we've got this, you know, mud bath and everything. So true. So, but if you notice how you feel and you say, you know what, I can protect myself right now. So I want to see how this plays out. Instead, you create a different reality. You say, mm. oh, she's, look, as I'm only halfway to you. You say, <laughs> oh look she's just excited and exuberant look how happy she's waving at me and, yeah. you, and you evaluate it from that place but our bodies yeah. are so addicted to true and anxiety and it makes almost all of our decisions for us and you have yeah. to deal with how you feel first so that you can look at an issue from an objective empowered point but if you don't if you ignore yourself and say, I know you're scared and you need to shut up and, you know, you're a loser anyways. You know, if you're saying that. You're a loser, baby, so why don't you kill? <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, if you're, if you're going to be like you wuss, you know, if you're going to do that, then you're going to assume I'm coming to punch you in the face. But if you right. go, wow, I'm really uncomfortable around this right now. This is interesting. I'm going to pause for a second 
oh, look, it's safe. I'm okay. I can let down. You know, I remember when you're saying this, I remembered um, as I was going through my mediation process, as I was in the divorce process, my, um, we went in to see this mediator, someone who uh, the two of us both knew from the Chopra Center um, when we did our certifications. She was oh, actually great. certified wow. Ayurvedically as well. And I know a lawyer that is Ayurvedically certified. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. And she, um, she said, oh, Julie, I get it. She goes, you're a sad dog. And I go, what? She goes, you're a sad dog. Let me explain what a sad dog is. She said, a sad dog is when you come home from work and you're coming home, you walk in the door and you have a dog and the dog is all excited because he wants to get pet behind the ears and butt belly rubbed everything. And then that day you come home and that's exactly what you do. And then the next day you come home from work and the dog's ready to greet you and everything. And you're like, okay, I want to get my ears rubbed and my belly rubbed again and all this love and affection. But then that day, that person's had a bad day. That dog has had, uh, your owner has had a bad day. And now your owner kicks you straight across the room and just like shoves you away the whole time. She goes, and I all of a sudden looked at her and go, I am, I'm a sad dog. Because I didn't know ever what I was about to walk into because it was a lot of stress and strain every day. And, and I think we all do that on a certain standpoint, but it's like, oh, if it's really that extreme to where am I coming home to happy-go-lucky and being loved or am I coming home to like, oh my God, I just got kicked across the room because of whatever else is going on in somebody else's you know, and I wasn't actually physically kicked. I want to put, the, no, I mean, it's just a figure of speech. But um, it's just about that when it's that tumultuous um, emotionally um, and mentally that all of a sudden it's that, it, that hard wires into your physical body. That's what I wanted to bring up when you were talking. It's like the body is just like, and that's what then creates the anxiety. Like you don't know which one you're going to get to. So it's like, Okay, how do I assess the situation? And I remember getting off the elevator being like, I could either hear the noise coming from the unit or it was peace, calm, and chill. And so I knew which one I was about to walk into, depending on activity. So then you could see it coming. You could make the decision about how you wanted to handle it before you got there. And right. then you were prepared. But yep. you can't do it as long as you're like, why is this happening to me? Oh, my God, this is terrible. Which is why I tell women to unplug from the happy, joyous emotions, too, because they, they come together. You know, you don't just get suffering and pain. You also, you know, people get attracted to narcissists because sometimes it's the best sex they've ever had. Mm. You know, sometimes this person gave him more love than anybody else has ever given them, you know, and so. We're addicted to getting that love from outside of ourselves. And then we're disappointed and crushed when we don't get it because we're not giving it to ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And by, by giving it to ourselves, we can accept people for who they are and make decisions which protect ourselves. So we don't lose all of our money. Don't end up, you know, ostracized. We can make better decisions. Right. And so, so it's, it's about unplugging from the emotions and advanced meditators don't, as, as I said, it's, it's not that they stop feeling. It's that they are able to feel and let it go and feel and let it go. And when you do that, you have wider eyesight 
because if you're constantly thinking about the past and negative things and fear and anxiety, you miss all the cues that tell you what to do. You miss God's messages to you, let's say. You miss yeah, because God. you're in a different realm. Yep, you're not connected. Yeah. Well, it's like the the five stress responses you always talk about where we're you know, you either, when you're stressed, you know, you either try to fight or you try to control others, you people please, you uh, disassociate, right? Like those, those ways that we um, check out, if you will, if we're not in the present moment, because we don't feel safe and we don't feel like we've got a handle on it. Just and fascinating. People, and and mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, and I tell people there's the sixth one, which is what they need to be focusing on. We think we only have these five options. You're like, well, I've tried fighting with them. I've tried disassociating with them. I've tried giving them everything that they want. I tried ignoring it all. You know, I tried just holding my boundaries as tightly as I can. I've tried it all and none of it's worked. And you just keep spinning around in all of those things. And I said, well, there's another perspective. The sixth option is that you love yourself. Mm, right. And if you focus on loving yourself all the time, then you don't make things worse by going into these manipulative, controlling, stress-related actions. You say, no, no, that's just, that's just me reacting to stress. I'm actually choosing to be the sixth option, which is connected. And like last night when I got on the treadmill at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> You're saying, I'm choosing something different. And if, yeah. if it were me, if it were me and I was that angry and that upset, I would have immediately gone to the bathroom. I would have sprayed rose hydrosol on my face. I would have mm. taken about six or seven different essential oils and gone round and round and round and round smelling them because that talks directly to your amygdala. I would be putting on soothing music, you know, in order to keep myself level. I, um, I have a magnesium spray because magnesium counteracts the cortisol that sho shoves through your system. Yeah. So like I have found, and your skin actually absorbs way better than popping a magnesium pill. Yeah. And so it's like, I found this spray that I love that it's like, okay, I just spray my body and my whole body goes. Right. Chills. And wouldn't that have been great if you'd had that magnesium spray there and when you were freaking <laughs> out. I remembered to do it after my workout. You go to the bathroom, you get naked, you you know spray it all over your body. You're like, I'm just gonna soak this in and take some you know beautiful prayer to yourself. And I mean, right, exactly. We don't end up in happy land because we wait until the last minute. We end up in happy land because we keep spending time creating a space that lifts us up creating people, so and environments and relationships that lift us up. If we make that our last priority, then you're always going to be screwed because yeah. no, it's got to be the number one priority. It has to be the number one priority. And only then are you able to deal with the dramas of life. Yep, exactly. Well, Rita, thank you so much for today. I am so grateful. And if anyone has any questions or anything, please, by all means, you know, type them in the chat and, uh, we will help you get to this next self-loving place in a life that you love. <laughs> and you deserve it. Beautiful. Deserve it. And Rita, how do people get a hold of you? They can go to RitaHickmanCoaching.com. I do um, seven and nine week packages where you can reset your nervous system, which means that you get to unplug from all the drama that's all, all around you and do things like 
eat chocolate cake and smell rose essential oil and go on long, you know, all those dating things. I want to go <laughs> on the beach. Well, go, you know, so <laughs> I, I'm encouraging people to live a spiritual life. And by living yeah. a spiritual life, they unplug from all the drama that's around them. Beautiful. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.